0: I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Well, everybody knows your name. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the, like a days ago, LibroCuber. Oh boy. This show is like, or rather is, a personal journal, according to the category that I had to put it in in iTunes, of the media I have consumed. It's a a, a diary, if you will, of all the movies and TVs and books and games and internets that I have poured into my brain, and so that they do not just sit up in that dusty attic, I will pour them forth. Pour them in, pour them out. Pour them in, pour them out. It's like the Kanban system. First in, first out. Am I right? <laughs> That's a deep pull for probably nobody listening to this. Anyways, uh, yeah, so what will happen now is I will push a button that will start a series of five uh, 5 minute timers where I could talk of all the things that I just mentioned. Pushing button now... you some things. Movie monologue. Today's movie monologue is brought to you by the letter F. Movie, the first F-f-f-f-f- Fight Club. Yes, Fight Club from 1999. I actually thought it was older than this. Like, I would have said mid to even early 90s, but I was proved wrong when the Mrs. said, Oh, what year did this come out? And I said, I don't know, like 1990? I think I said 91. Hmm. Uh, I bring up the Mrs. for the reason that we watched it together, which is not unusual. What is unusual is she had never seen this movie what the actual fuck quite often she will say movies that she hasn't seen and i will be shocked by the revelation Uh, i think of all movies she has said this about this one has most surprised me for the reason that uh, she's a big edward norton fan and you know brad pitt in the 90s am i right ladies Uh, also just, uh, just a really great movie, just period. Um, one sort of on the note of the missus watching it is she picked up, which I know for a fact I did not when I saw this, uh, before the end of the movie she sort of picked up on the fact that, and this is a big spoiler, which, shoot, this is I think two episodes in a row now, speaking of spoilers, where at the top of every show I give warnings of spoilers uh, that are possible in the rest of the episode, which I did not do at the top of this episode, but I'm technically doing now, so ha ha ha, don't say that I didn't do it. Anyways, the spoiler of Fight Club is, uh, this is a movie from 1999, so if you didn't see this movie, jeez, 20, 20 years ago almost, I guess, eh? That's pretty crazy. Uh, 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 Brad Pitt's character and Edward Norton's character are, in fact, the same character. They're playing the same person with the, you know, the old uh split personality ish definitely put an ish on the end of that split, split personality ish um uh yes yeah, she she picked up on that uh, before it was sort of revealed towards the end of the movie so that was impressive cuz i know for a fact i did not Uh, And you know what? The other thing is, I can't remember the last time I had seen this, and there was a lot I didn't remember. And I almost think, did I read the book? I feel like I did read the book. Uh, I I could, you know, look back at past podcasts, because I would have spoken it on this very podcast. So, uh, by Chuck, I always have trouble with his last name, Pallionuk. Palianuk. that guy. A weird, interesting dude. He was actually on the Joe Rogan podcast, I do believe, not too, too long ago, and did a very interesting interview. It sounds like a very uh, cool guy. He's one of those people like, man, I'd like to just sit and have a beer with this guy and pick his brain a little bit, because he does cool stuff. Um, He was the writer, David Fincher producer. Uh, Rating, I think I'll go a solid 5 out of 5. Yeah, it definitely uh, stands up. Okay, so movie the second, Ferris Bueller's Day Off from 1986. Oh man, we're doing some good blasts from the past year. So I don't know how old, I was born in 81, so I don't think I saw this when I was, you know, do the math there, because I'm not good at it. Um, But I do remember as a kid seeing this, uh, I don't know how old I was and thinking, man, I want to be Ferris Bueller. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that fact. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, it's a bit of a movie where a kid takes a sick day and just lives his life to the fullest, you could say. Just lives life. Takes hold of life's cojones and just will not let go. And uh, it's a, sort of a good way to live life, you might say. You might. Uh, watch this with a friend uh, who I'm sort of slowly exposing to new movies uh that are new movies movies uh, she has never seen before because reasons uh and seemingly enjoyed it so there you go uh it's nice to have a younger person uh watch a movie from 1986 and enjoy it because that's possible people if you are young and listening to this and people who listen to podcasts quite often young uh don't rule out movies from the 80s and 90s just because they seem quote-unquote old all right like this for example i'm giving a five out of five (laughs) how about that uh last movie in this is the florida project from 2017 a newer movie Starring none other than Willem Dafoe Yeah, that uh, interesting dude Uh, Starring, well, he's the main character Probably in terms of the adult characters But uh, more starring Brooklyn Prince Probably Brooklyn Prince Yeah, she plays the young kid Let me read the uh, Imda and it might tell us Ah, shit Uh, Set over one summer, the film follows precious six-year-old Moon as she courts mischief and adventure with her ragtag playmates and bonds with her rebellious but caring mother, all while living in the shadows of Walt Disney World. Yeah, so she lives in, like, this uh, uh, hotel-motel sort of rent-by-the-week thing. Uh, A Cute little kid with a fucking dirty mouth. (laughs) Uh, and really, really like this movie. It's a, a drama, so there's some, uh, there's, there's some laughs, but there is also some sadnesses, which, uh, I think this came up last episode. Uh, if you're going to do drama, have the odd laugh, and it's going to make it much more believable and sort of pull you in a little more, I feel like. And, uh, this does that very, very much. So Willem Dafoe is amazing. The, the kids in this, man, they, they really knocked it out of the park, I feel like. I think, jeez. I almost think I can go 5 out of 5 with this as well. Like, I really, really liked it. Uh, perfect Sunday movie. You know what I might do? Uh, give this a 5 out of 5 on a Sunday. And another day of the week, you might give it less. But uh, still, for this movie monologue, we got it all. Kinda, sorta, kinda, sorta, 5 out of 5. So that is impressive. Today's Television Doctor is the Because the Doctor Was His Mother Anti-Sexism League. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, I am pleased, very, very pleased to announce that going forward for Television Talks for a while, presumably, as seems to often happen, we will at least have the odd Doctor Who. Yes, it's back. From your perspective, it's been back for a little while. From my perspective, I watched uh, Season 11, Episode 1, uh, about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> uh, it, uh, so this is... Uh, I'll, I'll give you some... I don't often do this detailed. Uh, I'll give you some real detailed behind-the-scenes interaction, because it has to do with time, and Doctor Who's a Time Lord, so it makes sense, I think. Uh, from my perspective, that when I'm recording this, it is October 8th, uh, it is Canadian Thanksgiving long weekend, which is why I'm recording on a Monday, which is weird. Uh, in fact, I recorded an episode on a Friday, on the 5th as well. So this is my. I don't know if I've ever recorded two episodes in one weekend. It's just I had a lot of media. And, you know, why not, right? Live it up. Live it up. Just like the new doctor has been doing in this episode, which. Why well, don't we just start with my rating and get that out of the way? Five out of five! Yes! Uh, very, 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 <laughs> very, very, um, so far much enjoying uh, Jodie Whittaker. Uh, bringing back what I miss from Doctor Who, which Peter Capaldi would have in, you know, dribs and drabs. But overall, he was not, you know, happy, cheerful, bubbly... Uh, funny <laughs> those are not words you would use to describe him but uh, with Jody we've already seen some of the return of uh, what I liken a doctor just a uh, sort of a manic uh, excitement just to be alive and doing what uh, he's doing or in this case now she's doing which uh, which I, I I do enjoy that they went this route uh, it was something I was excited about and uh, first episode in I gotta say very very much liking her Uh, I'm curious. You know what? I never did uh, because the episode's only been out for about a day. Uh, I want to sort of look on the interwebs what the uh, sort of reaction to her first episode has been. Uh, The sad thing is, as she is a woman and she is in this iconic role, some of the reactions probably are going to be uh, dickish, let's call them. Yeah probably a good word and it really covers uh, many many aspects of what uh, what people think of a woman in a role that traditionally has been a man but can obviously quite easily be a woman um, one thing of this episode in particular which i won't i know i give a spoiler warning but uh, I'm, not, I'm gonna try to not give away too much just because it's so brand new and, and i find doctor who are easily spoilables. Uh, The end of this episode, in in a television show where uh, last scenes of the episode are often like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck, how are the... Oh oh my god, the last scene of this episode is just, like, uh, it's fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just unlike that. If you've seen this, you know what I'm talking about. Like, how how are they gonna... I I, I guess in a show where it's like serious sci-fi and you get to the end of a show where it's like, how the hell are they going to get out of this? You have many sci-fi resources to say, oh, uh, you know, this thing comes in and saves them or whatever. This sci-fi reason that they don't all die, (laughs) let's just say. Uh, Okay, so she sort of pops in, uh, the doctor, that is, uh, into a scenario where shit's sort of going awry uh as you do as she does and sort of has to combine fixing a situation that's very difficult uh people dying uh, quite gruesome they don't show it but quite gruesome deaths in this uh one thing i'll say of that is sort of the main antagonist is fucking creepy as shit man they really went all out with this guy he uh when he kills people he takes their teeth, or a tooth, and sort of embeds it into his face. What the fuck were they smoking when they wrote that? Jesus Christ. Uh, as like a trophy. Uh, kind of like the Predator does. Like, he takes trophies, but this guy embeds teeth in his face, people. That's what we're dealing with. Love it. Uh, I'll be back to talk about it more. No doubt. No diggity. Totally. Today's book banter has been replaced with a new segment that I've never done before, and we're going to call it Software Speech. <laughs> uh, Software Speech this week is, uh, and this is just this week, because I didn't have a book completed, because uh, the book that I had in last episode was, you know, a couple days ago from my recording perspective, so I obviously didn't finish the new one. Also, these uh, these book series, uh, I forget what they're called, Uh, Off the top of my head are long books, so uh, I might not have one next episode either. We don't know. Anyway, software speech sponsor is Fog of War Optometrists. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, uh, the software I wanted to talk about, uh, and I don't think I've spoken of this in some of my uh, D&D related talks on the podcast. That I'll throw in from time to time because it's uh, become a big part of my life and I love it. So... Sometimes I will talk about it because that is what I do on this. Uh, the software question is called Dungeon... <laughs> excuse me. <sighs> no, that's not what it's called. It's called Dungeon Painter Studio. Mm. Basically, it's a, a D&D, although it can be, be used for more than just Dungeons & Dragons, of course. Uh, uh, map uh, creation software. Uh, it's available on Steam. Uh, let me get you a price... 16.99 Canadian, uh, it's still in early access, but uh, I gotta say they are adding stuff constantly and there's a, a fairly uh, sizable, oh shit, what do they call it? Uh, where you have the, uh, let me just go to the store page, workshop tools, yeah, yeah, workshop tools. So uh, people in the community can add their own stuff to it. Uh, in the form of tiles, or items, or uh, whatever. Uh, and I gotta say, the library of stuff that uh, you have available to you in this is quite sizable. On top of the fact that you can literally add anything to it. Uh, so I, I haven't done too too much of that. Uh, because you don't really need to, just because there's so much. Um so much already in there it's it's really quite impressive uh the stuff that you can accomplish with it uh, i have found uh and on that note this is one of my rare sort of audience participation times uh, if you were listening to this and play dnd and want some maps uh you contact me to the address provided in the closing credits uh various ways to communicate there and uh, i can uh, hook you up with some of the custom maps i've made um Primarily what I've done so far are maps around all the planes because my next, uh, not my current campaign that I'm doing right now, but my next one is based on the, and I've spoken of this a bit, based on the television show Sliders. However, instead of uh, the PCs traveling to alternate universe, uh, they are traveling to each of the planes. So if you Google d planes and see that round little wheel. I've got a map sort of representing each one of those planes. Now they're very, very, these maps are very, very uh, specific to my campaign but uh you know you could probably take them and do whatever you want or edit them which is another sort of cool thing is uh, i can take maps that i find online uh, and import them and then sort of edit things over top of them so for example i found a map of a uh, someone did a really cool uh, uh, one of my maps needed a library Uh, so i found someone who had already done a really cool library uh, so i didn't have to do a whole thing from scratch and then i downloaded that so basically my map going from something i created and then i have it so it goes into this library that someone else has created and then when they exit the library it's going back into maps that i've created so there's really a lot of cool stuff you can do like that or uh the last one i did uh, and this is the first time i had any done anything like this it's going to be a battle with let's say giants so, um, I, I found uh, tokens of giants online uh, and sort of put them in so they can, you could sort of see the size differences between. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, it's all in a grid as well. Uh, you've got options. Do you have, I think there's hexagonal options, but uh, I, I just do the classic squares. Uh, regardless, easy, easy for me to give this five out of five. Uh, once, once you uh, figure out the tool, uh you can do them fairly quick Uh, i gotta say i have over 100 hours in the program and that's for 20 some odd maps Uh, i think i'm on the 25th some have been just simple ones some have been quite detailed uh depending on the plane like the plane of air for example i'm thinking just off the top of my head was basically just some (laughs) clouds and shit. so that one was pretty easy uh anyways Uh, if you want to see some of them, please let me know maybe I'll even, I was debating uh, and I don't know if I can or not we'll we'll see, maybe I'll just post one in the description of the episode uh, and maybe I won't, hey, I don't know I don't know what's going to happen game, Gavin's Sponsor, is Water Softeners. Thank you for that sponsorship in which I have two games, so I suppose that Sponsor is sponsoring two games. Good for you, Sponsor. Double. Double. Okay, Game of the First is called Hard Reset. Oh, that's a generic name for what is I suppose a generic first person shooter. Now, that being said, uh, it's good. I enjoyed it okay so there i i think it was just kind of like a when this came out in 2011 oh you know what holds up pretty good even the visuals are are pretty pretty impressive i did have it set to ultra on my uh, computer, so maybe that's why um it's a very sort of classic sci-fi shooter um but it does it well uh the, the guns are cool or rather it's one gun that you have for the whole game but uh it's upgradable so uh, you can have like just a starts as like just a rifle uh, and then you can add like shotgun mines uh rocket launcher that sort of thing but then you can also go back and forth between like traditional bullets and uh i don't know what you call it like electric bullets (laughs) energy weapon yeah we call it an energy weapon i guess you would so like you you Each uh, So the traditional gun will have like five different guns and then the energy weapon gun will have five different guns. But it's all built into one so you're sort of scrolling back and forth uh, depending on the situation. So uh, that's very cool. Uh, I like the idea. You know what? Um, The bad guys all robot-y. They blew up real good. And that's the other thing. The environment's uh, beautiful. And, and I mentioned already that it sort of holds up and also very destructive. So uh, if there's a wave of bad guys headed at you, which will happen, uh, you could sort of shoot stuff that will either do uh, explosions or release energy. And I think that's sort of one of the main things is you're going back and forth between uh, explosions and energy, explosions and energy. So very interesting then there's also some puzzle elements uh and also some uh trying to find your way through (laughs) like i did get lost a few times in a few of the levels uh but overall uh had a lot of fun not not an incredibly long game either but uh i would recommend uh especially if like i did you could get it on sale uh so on sale i would give this game a four out of five uh at full price i would give it a three out of five and unprofessional reviewer that I am, I do things like that. Game the second, Salt and Sanctuary. Ah, a 2D action role-playing game developed and published by Ska Studios, it says here in the Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, uh, very much a uh, Castlevania. What do they call this? Do they call it a v- Castlevania-esque? Metroidvania? I-, I think that's what they call these. Uh, 2D platformer a little bit, uh, not too much, where you're um you'll have a sword or in my case i picked a character that had magic and you're sort of uh, exploring with the purposes of finding things that will let you explore more is, is kind of how you look at it uh it's very dark um it's it's kind of interesting your character and some of the piece uh, the NPCs are, are kind of cartoony looking, but then the bad guys are some of them are fucking crazy looking, man. <laughs> uh so it's sort of a weird uh like I wish the actual character, like your character model, it's almost a little stick figurey and not much detail. But then the bad guys are are really detailed in some cases, especially some of the bosses, like there was one where it was like a, a, a zombie nunny thing, I don't know, with like half its face missing, and it was pretty creepy, and, and there is a lot of creepy imagery, but then you're just like this weird little stick y PC running around in it. Uh, you can upgrade all your stuff. There's a, a lot of uh, uh, RPG elements in terms of, uh, uh, what do they call that, like a wheel where you're sort of picking what you want to upgrade, uh, so, I went a sort of more magic route in mind just because I like magic. It's fun. Um, there's a pod as well. Uh, rating wise, I think I'd go three to four. Yeah, there's enjoyment. And I think I'll go back as well. Like, I haven't beat it yet. So, it's pretty good. Internet intercourse. I like turtles. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Republican Peaches. Mm Mmm Peaches. You can't spell impeachment without peach. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, Yeah, only uh, two internet intercourse items, which is a rarity, because normally I jam a bunch in here. But uh, I had a sort of a weirdness in that uh, I had like enough uh, stuff, let's call it, that I wanted to record another episode. uh, Two in one weekend. I just wanted to be ahead of the game because I'll have some weekends coming up where I got a lot on my plate. And I thought I might not be able to record, so might as well, right? Might as well. Uh, item the first, uh, NPR Music Tiny Desk Concerts. Oh uh, yeah, have you heard of these? Sometimes when I'm uh, going into a YouTube rabbit hole, I will find myself uh, listening to music, uh, and then you go down sort of a, a YouTube uh, music rabbit hole, and uh, I found myself on uh, NPR's YouTube page where there's uh, something called Tiny Desk Concerts, and what it is, is, what's a double is, Um, I guess in their offices, they'll have, uh, uh, bands or singers or what have you pop in from time to time and in like a, basically in a cubicle, they'll set up and play uh, a little concert uh, in the form of three songs. And the, the range of people that they have playing is quite impressive. Also the number, uh, they have 600 and I think almost 650 somewhere in that neighborhood of people who have done this now. So there's a lot. Uh, I've uh, sort of slowly working my way through them. Uh, I find it's nice while I was playing. Actually, uh, uh, hard reset and Sultan Sanctuary, uh, I would have it on in the background, and then like I'd pause the game. Uh, if I if someone came on who I wasn't digging, like I usually would try to give them at least one song, and then I would skip to the next one. So I've made it to uh, three hundred. So not quite half done. Uh, listening to all these, and what I like most about it is. There's people here that you may have heard of, but I can guarantee there's going to be a lot you haven't. Uh, So I found myself exposed to music and musical artists that I would never have heard uh, if I wasn't sort of working through this uh, tiny concert, uh, giant library. Uh, So it's very, very cool to do so. And then uh, if I hear one I like, maybe I'll uh, find their stuff and download it. And, uh, you know, that's just what I've been doing. And I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it back here for the recommendation that you do the same. Because the possibility exists, there's music out there, you have no idea that it exists. Uh, that if you did hear, you would love. Oh shit, you know what I should have on my phone. Okay, wait, I'm going to pause my timer here, even. Pausing timer, and I'm going to try to find uh, the one that I love the most uh the one that sort of like it's it's you know what my sort of criteria almost is uh if it gives you goosebumps when you're listening do you get that uh um goosebumps while listening to music okay this is haley hendrix spelt very weird
1: uh i don't know if you'll be able to hear it
0: Maybe I'll, I'll turn it up so, a bit. We wish you lots of mothers and waterfalls during the song, and thanks for singing along. I'll just play a little bit of it. <laughs> Hayley Hendricks. The milk is sour. I've barely been to college, and have been doubtful of all that I have dreamed of. The brink of my existence essentially is a comedy. The gap in my teeth and all that I can cling to. The milk is sour. all right just play a little bit of it there for you uh so check out haley hendrix that's uh, hendrix spelled h-e-y-n-d-e-r-i-c-k-x which i don't think is the traditional spelling uh all three of her songs i really liked uh like to the degree where literally one night i like had trouble sleeping because i couldn't get the song out of my head so that's weird uh okay so moving on to last week tonight yeah uh this is obviously from the television show could be in a television talk but i watch it on youtube i watch the clips on youtube so hey that's internet intercourse Uh, Somehow I missed a bunch of them, so uh, I had a bit of a backlog, which is fine, because then I have a whole bunch to watch, and I love me some John Oliver. Uh, The ones I watched were about Kavanaugh, Facebook, Trade, and AstroTurfing. Okay, (laughs) so some uh, interesting topics there. First off, let's start with Kavanaugh and that just ridiculousness. Uh, that that is happening still from my perspective, which I did give the date, so you know where we are with that. Um, My theory is what will eventually happen, and we've maybe seen little dribs and drabs of it happening, is something that I'm going to call WW1, and that's Women War 1, because women could not, or will not, I don't think, and should not have to, take what is happening to them in the form of things like Kavanaugh, Uh, And eventually they will revolt, and men like myself will (laughs) have no problem with that, and will help even, should they allow that. Uh, Yeah, it it will happen. I, I could feel it brewing, and we need to stop stuff like this, because it's just fucking ridiculous that... Like, of the options of someone for this role on the Supreme Court, is there any that don't have rape allegations? True or not true? How about just ones without allegations oh my god okay uh Facebook yeah apparently they're fucking up pretty good all the time as well yeah you know okay well (laughs) you know what (laughs) Uh, Facebook yeah that's sad trade Uh, that one was interesting because uh, John Oliver pointed out how uh, Trump's trade stuff uh, is really detrimental (laughs) and not good uh, as a Canadian, uh, it sounds like I don't, <laughs> I shouldn't be a big fan. Although it's interesting when you watch the news in Canada or look at the news in Canada, the trade deal that we made with the U.S., uh, like they don't put it in the same light, obviously, as uh, Trump would. So that's sort of interesting as well, obviously. Uh, and then astroturfing. I thought I was going to watch something about how um, putting astroturf down is good for the environment or something like that. Maybe a little. Uh, a little you know piece that's not totally depressing I, i'm just sort of realizing how depressing these things are you know what it is ah uh, you know what it is uh, he, john oliver makes it so funny and you have so many laughs throughout these depressing topics that uh, you don't notice until you do like i'm doing right now <laughs> and look back at them after and realize uh, what a sad depressing world we live in Hmm. Alright folks, uh way to end of the show. Uh you know what? Let's uh let's put a little more music on there. There you go. Mm-hmm. There. That's better. Folks, it's nice. To be nice. To the nice. Done and done. Have I been done. Done and done. I like Ron. I need to start a garden, I need to start a garden! This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com i would like to conclude that i am not a robot and that i have a theory i've got a theory that it's a demon a dancing demon something isn't right there i've got a theory the best is yet to come and babe won't it be fine you think you've seen the sun but you ain't seen it shine wait till the warm-up's underway